Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Blake Harrison. How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, look at that little sad face this morning. Somebody went round uh, his brothers last night for a game of poker with the lads. I'm taking it. uh, It didn't go as planned. Mate, it didn't go as planned, but also... It hasn't gone as planned for a long time. This is like a regular... Well, it's, it's semi-regular. We only do it like three times a year. It's like me, my brother, a bunch of uni mates of mine and stuff. And we have like a little little poker night that we've been doing for like seven, eight years now, whatever it is. And um, yeah, I the, I went out first. It it, it wasn't, wasn't good. Um, also, because the fights were on early, it was like it was kind of in the yeah. background on like a laptop. Mm. So, but I did get to go back and watch some of the fights properly, uh, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, my, uh, it's all very kind of geeky, as a lot of uni stuff can be, where there's been like a tally kept, and you know, I've 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 won about three times or uh, whatever it is. I don't know how many total games there's been. I'm not last on the leaderboard. I'm not last. But I love the fact that you had to get that bit in. Yeah, no, I had I'm, to not get that. I'm not last. I'm not last. I'm above two people. That's no, okay. Um, but I have not won a game of poker with my mates since March of 2019. I found out last night. That is. You're you're in the wrong game, mate. I'm in the wrong game, man. It's not good. I mean, the cards weren't good to me, but it must be my fault as well because it's, it's always the same two winning, and it's my brother. My brother wins every time. It's so oh, annoying. It's so annoying. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That that was me last night. So I've sort of watched the fights, but not as I normally would. Uh, and I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm a little bit peeved. Not not happy, Blake. Yeah. This morning, understand so. And I've come straight from right. from his as well. Like I haven't showered or anything. So if you if you're watching this in 4D, you can probably smell the uh, yeah. the bo, the kind of remnants of Domino's pizza, and the uh, the overwhelming stench of defeat on me right now. So uh, so sorry about that. If you're if you're watching this in 4D, um, right. What about you? How did you watch the fights? Um, I was at yesterday. Um, I, d- I did. Um get hit up by Mr. Pip. Pip said um, there was, uh, you know, he was going to be watching it. And I think he watched it live by, um, by a little WhatsApp thread, but I was, I was in uh, London. And so I got up this morning, nice and early. Uh, I was up at seven this morning watching it and uh, really enjoyed it. So you watched it the morning uh, after, even though it was on at like prime time. I know, I know. (laughs) So, um, So annoying, isn't it? Well, I didn't get in till about seven and then, there was no way anyone was going to budge on Eurovision in my ass. So right. it was like, right, I've just got yeah. to let that play out. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, got up nice and early, had the, 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 the living room to myself this morning and, uh, yeah, a few, few, few cups of tea and watched it all. And yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and so obviously we're talking, uh, about last night's UFC. Um, before we move on and, and start sort of working our way through, uh, the card, uh, that went down in North Carolina. Um, did you catch 
Mr. Edwards on Bellator on Friday evening? I I had a really big day th- yesterday and some, some work stuff kind of earlier on. So it kind of came on. I watched the first two rounds, I think. And then I was like, I, good luck, Fabian. But I need to sleep because this is quite a big day for yeah. me tomorrow. So I did. But obviously found out he won the next day by decision. Com- um, complete dominance. Was it dominance? So dominance. It was 49-46, yeah. wasn't it, on the scorecards yeah. predominantly, I think? I believe that was the, the case. Yeah. But um, I I was at work. I was meant to actually be uh, running the nightclub. But I did disappear and uh, and just boot up the uh, the iPlayer yeah. uh, on the PC in the office and uh, and I only caught the the I didn't I missed the first round but he was in complete control and I think it was in the the third uh uh Masasi took him down and I thought oh this is this is where the, yeah. the fight you know really changes Fabian looked absolutely comfortable there and then in the following round like literally took Masasi down really and, yeah. uh, how was he on the ink. ground? Was he like, um, was he just very comfortable? Did he pop back up? Like, what was? He just seemed, yeah, he seemed very comfortable there, and and, and I think like Gagard looked a bit broken. I thought, ah. I, I thought he just looked like he looked like a fire at the end of his career, end of his career. Yeah. I think, but um, but taking nothing away from uh, Fabian, he looked he looked fucking great, and obviously he's now. Going to head over to uh, Bellator in Dublin yes. and, and fight for the strap. Yeah, fight Johnny Dublin, um, who is, mm. you know, th- there is an argument to be made. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with it, but there is an argument being made by some that Johnny Eblin is the best middleweight in the world at the moment because his skill set is, the wrestling is so good. His wrestling is so, so expert that uh, that he could take Adesanya down and give him a really, really tough time. Uh, whether that's yeah. true or not, I don't know, but that is some of the conversation. So that is the um, the mountain that, that Fabian Edwards needs to climb in Dublin is this guy is, is no joke. He's not, he's not Musassi who I, and I love Musassi. I think Musassi is a fantastic fighter yeah. and it's a phenomenal win for, <clears throat> for Edwards, but it'd be really interesting to see if uh, this is perfect timing for Fabian Edwards, because Leon's fought a wrestler twice in, uh, in Kamar Usman. He's now got He's Colby the Covington. Right They're all yeah. doing their defensive wrestling work over at uh, Team Renegade in Birmingham. Absolutely. This might be perfect timing for the Edwards brothers, and I believe yeah. it would be quite historic to have two brothers in uh, the two, what people regard overall as the two top uh, mixed martial arts promotions in the world, to be champions. Yeah. So, uh, best of luck to, to Fabian. Definitely, definitely. Right. Well, look, let's um, let's go back to Carolina and uh, and yeah, Rosenstrock versus Almeida. Um, main event. I mean, weren't really a lot to it, was there? <laughs> no, it kind of went. To be honest, how I expected it to go. I don't know what the odds were mm. for first round submission, but I bet they weren't that great because yeah. Jorginho has not got a fantastic. Ground game, he is a striker at the end of the day. Um, and Almeida has just been... He's been sort of low-key Hamzat shemaev people. Because I think I saw a stat um, that he's absorbed only something like four or five strikes in his last three or four fights. Like, it's like something crazy. A bit like what Hamzat was at the start before the Gilbert Burns yeah. fight. He's just He just doesn't get hit. He just mauls you and submits you. Um, so, but don't get me wrong. I, I think Almeida's great. And I've been talking about Almeida and we, at the, on the last episode we did, we briefly spoke about this card coming up very, very briefly. And I was talking about Almeida and how good I think he is and, uh, where I think he will fall short potentially. Um, and that hasn't changed from this night. My, my problem with Almeida is... He's so small for the weight class. Like he weighs in at 231 pounds where people are weighing in at 265 pounds. Now that two, two and a bit stone difference is, you know, obviously not impacting him at all because he's fighting people whose ground games aren't up too much. And case in point being Jarzinho. 
when he gets a 265 pound Curtis Blades or Tom Aspinall who can grapple really well, we've just we've not seen anything to do with Jelton Almeida's striking. And that is where I go. I think he's very, very, very good. I think he's top five. But when he starts reaching the upper echelons of the division, he might be able to beat a Sergei Pavlovich because does Sergei Pavlovich have the, the ground game to, to, to keep, keep Jelton off him? I don't know. But I just, I, I just, I'm still, I'm not jumping on the Jelton train like too much yet. I, I've got like one foot on it. I've got one foot on the train. I'm holding mm. onto the bar, but I could leap back off it at some point. So I don't know. Sitting on the fence, yeah? Sitting, no, not sitting on the fence. Not sitting on the fence. Being very, <laughs> very unfence like. Uh, no, I, no I, do, I really think he's good. I think he's got more. I think he could. Do you know what? I think, uh, yeah, this isn't fence sitting. I, I think he will be a UFC champion. I just. Wow. I just don't think he'll do it at heavyweight. I think he'll do it at light heavyweight. Because he okay. absolutely can cut down. And when you look at light heavyweight, Prahashka, Jamal Hill, Johnny Walker, uh, you know, if Alex Pereira goes up and all that kind of stuff, I'm just looking at all of them and going, if Jelton cuts a little bit of weight, it's well within his possibilities to do so. He yeah. will maul the hell out of a lot of that division. Because that, like, like, it's funny how some divisions are like, like, but maybe Ankalaev is someone that could cause him a bit of issues. But other than that, I, Paul Craig, I, 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 Paul Craig. Uh, I don't know. I don't that go, know. If that goes to grand, I, I, I'm I'm comfortable in thinking that Paul Gra- uh, Paul Craig's grand games very very solid. Paul, games, from Paul what Craig's Paul... grand games amazing, but Jailton, where now he's fighting people two stone heavier than him, mm. Jailton will be. I think well from what size from bigger. what we gather, um, Paul uh, is going down to, to middle anyway. Well, exactly. So there word. would be if if Paul can make middleweight, then there's definitely a good would be a big size discrepancy between him and Almeida. Yeah, of um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it's I think it's interesting, and I think um, I think it's a very. Did you see the call out? No. Called out Tai Tuivasa. What do you think of that? Um, the probably the heavyweight in the top is, is he still top ten? tie? he must he be, must be top 10. ten. I'll, I'll look like, it up. Um, but I mean, it's probably the fighter in that division that's got one of the weakest grand games. He's sixth. Tied to Ivasa. Yeah. And Jardinio's ninth, so you would imagine Jelton Almeida will be ninth by Tuesday. Um, and so he's, he's, he's jumped. Who's he jumped? So Tom? No, no, no. Tom is fifth. So uh, right. at the moment, if we imagine that uh, Almeida will take Rosenstrike's place, then Tybora, who's fighting Aspinall in July, is 10th. Then you would have Almeida... Sergei Spivak, Alexander Volkov, Taito Ivasa, Tom Aspinall, Curtis Blades, Stipe Miocic, Sergei Pavlovich, Cyril Garn, John Jones. I mean, yeah, I guess it's probably a, a, a decent call out. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm saying that like it's a walk in the park for him because um, Ty's grand game's, you know, nowhere near Almeida's. But Taito Ivasa, mate, he sticks one on your chops. You're going to sleep quickly. 100%. Um, I mean, um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a smart call out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and 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 you're not gonna you're not gonna make anything other than a smart call out. Oh, if you want to get in that that higher part of the top ten, then that's how you do it. And uh, you know, I wouldn't be calling out you know a Tom Aspinall because I, I think that's a bad matchup for him. Okay. I think somebody that's you know as you you know touched upon earlier, they're more well rounded fighters. You know, could really expose. Um, you know, any weaknesses in Almeida striking. But yeah, it's exciting. It's, you know, it's another young fighter uh, that's coming through in the heavyweight division. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing more. Now, I, I just want to say on that title of us a call out, I think, you're, I think the way you've described it is exactly right. It's a very smart call out. 
If you're in Jelton's team, you're like, we can move up the rankings again. Taito Ivasa is a huge name in that heavyweight division. Lots of eyeballs on his fights because he's a fun fighter that does shoeies. Um, but as a fan, I want to see slightly different questions answered about Almeida. And that's not to say I want to throw him up there with Aspinall or uh, uh, Blades or anything yet. I still would, I'd, I'd be happy for him to have a striker, but someone who's a little bit more well-rounded and experienced. And I think a more interesting challenge for Jelton Almeida would be Alexander Volkov, dealing with that length, that reach. I mean, I know Volkov's right. kind of getting up there in age, but he's got so much experience. And yes, Aspinall was able to take him down and submit him very easily, but that doesn't happen to Volkov often. And Aspinall was able to kind of do some work on the feet to lead up to that. So I think if Volkov's fighting a guy that he's like, this guy's nowhere near my striking and he's just going to try and take me down, will he be showing him the uppercuts, the knees, all these things and, and making life a bit more difficult using his reach and keeping away from him a bit? And I think that would be a more interesting challenge for Almeida. And that's what I'd like to see next. And if he can overcome that challenge, I'll think way more highly of him as a possible heavyweight champion than I would if he beat Taito Ivasa. Okay. Well, look, you, you, you mentioned Johnny Walker and uh, and you're talking about Almeida potentially being a future champ at, uh, at light heavy. Um, let, let, let's talk 205 because I, I thought, I thought for the, definitely in the first round, I, I thought Johnny Walker looked exceptional last night. Yeah. Um, and then I thought the fight lost a bit of steam. Mm. Um, the, the, the low kicks were, were fantastic from Johnny Walker. Yeah. And... And it looked, you know, as, as you know, we, we touched on with um, Masasi earlier. Anthony Smith looked like a fighter that was just looking a little tired. I thought, yes, and, and it, it it didn't have the pop that you're so used to seeing from Anthony Smith. And he just, yeah, he looked a bit lethargic in in rounds two and three. Um, you know, I was hoping that he was going to get past that first round and start to kind of work out Johnny Walker. But I think he's a very unorthodox fighter, uh, Walker. But I thought, you know, he completely dominant and, and looked great. Um, and interesting to see where this puts him now. Um, and, and also, I'd be interested to talk to you about where you think this leaves Anthony Smith and what's left for Anthony Smith. He's obviously, he looks great in a suit with a microphone and he's doing, yes. you know, he does, he does great work there. And, uh, but yeah, he, I mean, I watched the weigh-ins and he looked, you know, the face-offs, he looked really angry, Anthony Smith. And there was stuff where he was saying, like, you say this about my family. And he was, he was, um, chatting to him in the, the octagon and he was saying something about, you're attacking my family. You're attacking my family. And I don't know if that's his mindset going into fights that if you attack me, you attack my family and that's how he gets in. Because Johnny Walker doesn't strike me, I might be wrong, Johnny Walker doesn't strike me as somebody that would trash talk someone's no, family. not at all. Like, he walked into that face-off all smiles and and looked a little bit disappointed that Anthony Smith just wanted to, you know, really sort of give it to him. Yeah. And Was that just all, like, know, I, mind games for the fight, do you reckon? I, and I'm not I just so. not just mind games to get into Johnny Walker's head because Johnny does like to just be kind of loose and fun and chilled out. Um, but is it is it like that kind of, like... I feel like people do it more and more now since the... Um, is it the, the, the Last Dance documentary where Michael Jordan was like, I just created beef in my head to make me play better? Because if I yeah. if I made it like oh this guy said this oh okay I'm gonna smash him on the court um, and yeah. I think people are doing that more and more now I think it's become a thing for people it's like oh I took that personally it's like mate you didn't do anything no yeah I took that personally and then it, oh, it's supposed to motivate you to do like How way dare more dare you shake my How hand dare you like... I know what that really means <laughs> well, mate I just being nice yeah. um, I'm onto you I'm onto you I'm onto you Johnny yeah, Walker I mean. <laughs> I think in the cage, I saw that. It was weird, wasn't it? Because it was like, you're attacking my family. Huh? You're attacking my family, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you can hear Johnny Walker just say, what? <laughs> like, we just, I'm really attacking confused. your fucking lead leg. That's what yeah. I'm doing a lot. Really confused. And then it, 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 I was loving watching him double up them low kicks. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Smith just didn't seem to check them. He threw some backers as the fight sort of, you know, got moving a bit more. 
But um, it felt that the, the fight sort of petered out and there was less movement from Johnny Walker, but he just seemed to me to be sort of just very comfortable in there and just mm. thought, well, look, I'm, I'm beating him to everything here. And, and you know, and I think, yeah, in, in that sort of last round, I thought Smith just looked done, like absolutely done. Yeah. And, I mean, well, look, Smith, it, it's a, it was an interesting... There was some really interesting stuff to take away from fights. Like, starting with Anthony Smith, I mean, he's named Lionheart for a reason. That guy's body seemed to be shutting down on him with the leg kicks, everything else. He got hit with a couple of big shots as well. But he goes to his knees when his body is just, like, failing him. And he's like, I'm just going to grab at your ankles. I'm just going to grab... Like, he keeps going and he's trying to get the takedowns and he's trying to do stuff. Like, that man is, like... It's always... um, they say it's always a bad sign when you're crediting someone for their toughness because it just means that they took a lot of damage. Um, mm-hmm. But but you've got to give it up for, for Anthony Smith. I mean, what an amazing story he's had. Like, he really struggled to get... He's had, like, 54 fights, I think. And he's only 34. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's, like, 40 or anything. He's 34 years old, I think. And he's had 54 fights. That's a lot of mileage. It's a lot of fight years. And, um, yeah, just to, to to have that thing where he really, I think he struggled to get into the UFC. Was he then cut from the UFC later on in his career? Then he came back, fought for the title. There was the illegal knee thrown by John Jones. And some people were like, mate, you could have just held Jermaine Sterling, that one. And he was like, no, that's not yeah. my vibe. I'm just going to, I'm a warrior. I'm going to keep fighting. Um and then he's just, he's always been kind of there or thereabouts, but never quite title contender, but maybe top five, whatever. He lost that fight to Glover, which was like a really bad loss. And now he's lost this one. It's like, he's had a crazy old career. Um, mm. Obviously, there was that whole home invasion thing he had a few years back mm-hmm. as well. So he's had a mad old career, maybe a mad old life. Um, and I just think looking at him last night, even though he's only 34 and in those higher weight classes, you know, age is not as big a factor. He could carry on, but it's just the amount of fights, man, the amount of years, mileage on the clock of taking that punishment. And he does have, I think, one of the better kind of um, post-fight careers lined up for him. He's a very good analyst. A hundred percent. Very good analyst. He does the podcast with, with Michael Bisping. Um, mm-hmm. he does, I think, uh, some other radio stuff and, and all that kind of stuff based around MMA and what. So he's such, and he talks really well. Like, I think he's a very articulate man that talks really, really well, knows the sport really well. When you have those opportunities lined up for you, you've just had a performance, which I think is the final nail in the coffin to your title aspirations. I, do, do, do you ever see Anthony Smith fighting for a belt no, now? No I don't think he's fighting no for chance. a belt. Could he remain a top 10 fighter? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But is that what he wants? Does he want to keep putting his body through the weight cuts, the punishment in the octagon? And last night, he seemed to take a lot. Do you want to do that when you actually could probably earn a half-decent living, or a very good living maybe, doing the analyst stuff and all the other stuff that he's doing? Um, I don't know. And, and again, he seems like a very intelligent man. So, man, those brain cells, they're, they're not going to grow back. So, uh, right. you know, I, I, I wonder right. if we might see him hang them up. If not immediately, then maybe after one more fight or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe I he agree. can get... I think where's I think he he's in Denver, Colorado a lot of the time. So maybe if they do a card that's around there, maybe you can have like a kind of a swan song, a farewell fight in a, in a kind of hometown. That would be maybe nice for him. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But that that's my thoughts on, on Anthony Smith. In terms of Johnny Walker, I felt like it was... I, I don't want to say a mixed performance because it was clearly a really good performance. But when you're a guy that's already lost to the champion, you enter in the top five now with a win, you've got to, you know, make some noise. I feel like, especially with the way Dana White views fights, 
Mm. I think it's very possible that Dana White was watching that fight going, oh, yes, Johnny, here we go. This is Johnny's coming back. The, the relationship with, with John Kavanagh and SBG, that's, that's working out well because we had a few boring fights in there with Johnny. But now he seemed to maybe hit a moment where he went, no, I'm combining the crazy Johnny Walker, some moments mm. of flying knees and all that stuff with, uh, you know, a bit more composure. I'm not so open for the counter strikes and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And last night, I felt like if he put his foot on the gas, didn't you? Did you say about like? Did, did you say um, DC was saying he could have got him out of there or something like that? Or well, Kavanaugh was screaming yeah, at him, finish him. He could have finished him. I, I really, yeah. and I think someone like Dana White goes, "You had him, and you, you just left in, him in because last, you were playing it safe." And Dana 30, doesn't like seconds, that stuff. That last thirty forty seconds, he could have finished Andy Smith. Like I, I, I think it was he was there. Yeah, was, I think at one point. It was just like, look, step back, get him up, and then just knock him out. Yeah. Because, he, he, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, you're right. That's, that's uh, you know, Dana wants exciting fights and exciting fighters. And Johnny Walker is an exciting fighter. But I think, as I said right at the beginning, you know, I've talked about this fight. First round, he come out and he looked exciting. And it just seemed to lose steam as as the fight went yeah. on. And it felt at the end that, like, you, you, you could get a nice little finish. He threw the flying knee right at the, near the end, obviously, yeah. to try and get that highlight reel. But he could have just finished him with his hands, I think, I quite think so too. Quite, quite easily. And uh, maybe there was just a respect for Anthony Smith that he didn't want to... I don't know. I, th- I don't no, know. No, I think you might be right. Because there was one mm. moment where, rather than just stepping back, stepping back and getting the ref to get Anthony up... He actually put his hand mm. down and kind of... Uh, to help him And I up. think yeah. some people saw that as, yeah, come on then. I th- no, I think he was generally going, here, mate, I'll help you up. Like, I, I yeah. think he's a really lovely man. <laughs> I think he's just yeah. maybe too nice in there in those things. And again, yeah. I don't want to see Anthony Smith get knocked out when he was just losing the fight anyway. Yeah. But yeah. again, when you're thinking about Johnny Walker's career, his corner, his making money for his family, his career aspirations, Dana White is not going to look favourably upon you going, oh, I've won this, so I'm just going to stay out of harm's way and let you off the hook a bit. That's just, that's not the game that you're in. And so, well, I've not seen, yeah. I've not seen anything post-fight, so I don't know if Dana flexed his muscle again and, and Johnny Walker had to get changed in the car park. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I hope he was a lad. In his flip-flops walking again. around Charlotte. Um, <laughs> yeah. co surely he's allowed a dressing room. Um... Yeah, I um, mean, in, in terms of uh, what's next for, for Johnny Walker, I said this a while ago, and I'm going to repeat this. As much as I want to see the trilogy between Adesanya and Pereira, Dana White keeps saying Pereira's got to go up to 205. Mm. I think Pereira should fight a top five guy, and I don't think you'll get a much more fun fight than Pereira versus Johnny Walker. I think that'd be a really cracking fight for his opening fight at 205. And if Pereira wins that, you could maybe slide him into a title shot. And if Johnny Walker what, wins Johnny... that, it's a huge win for him. But does it give him the title shot? This, this is well, it. It, like, nothing's giving him a title it's such shot. Such a fucking right dangerous now. fight. Why not just give him? He must be looking at that top five now, going right. Well, okay. What, what's next for me to get me? You know, one more win, and then. I- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I should be fighting for the title. Well, I, I always find the mentality of this all really weird anyway, because I'm just like, hang on a minute. You just fought a guy ahead of you in the rankings. Why do... What I don't know. I feel like there should be something a bit more strict in place where you go, you've fought someone above you in the rankings, now you should fight someone below you in the rankings or something like that. Mm. And I know that it can't always work that way or whatever, but you get some fighters that are like, they'll be like ranked seventh and they'll defend their spot twice. And then they're like, right, come on, guys. I've just fought two people behind me. I want to fight someone in front of me. And then they'll keep giving a guy that's ranked 10th and you're like, it's not fair. And then there's other guys that go, oh, I've fought a top 50. Like, we'll get on to Ian Gary in a minute. And, you know, I want to see him progress. I'm a big Ian Gary fan. But he's just fought a guy in the top 15 to get ranked. Then he's calling out the top 10 guy. You're like, well, I want to see you get that because I want to see you progress. I'm slightly biased. But equally, if I was in that game, if I was a fighter or a coach or anything like that, and I was looking at it, I'd be going, that's not fair. You've just made the top 15. Now you should prove you are top 15 by defending it, then move up to, to go and fight top 10 or something like that. But anyway, that, that's just you know one of those things with the ranking system. Why the ranking system is, it's good to have it. I like having a ranking system and seeing where people are and what matches you can make and all that kind of stuff. But equally... It is a slightly flawed system as well. It's not, as we always say, it's not a meritocracy. Um, of course but, not. Uh, Walker yeah. Pereira is a great fight. I totally agree with you there. I think it is a perfect introduction to 205 uh, for Pereira. Um, we're going to get elite level kickboxing and, you know, with two big, heavy, you know, hitters, I think it could be really, really good. I don't see that unless the money's huge. I don't see that being a smart move for Johnny Walker. I, I Johnny disagree. Walker no, I don't. Who's, I it, who's he fighting? Who's it? So who's above it? Rakic is injured, and I think Rakic is a dangerous fight for him. Jan Blahovic, mm-hmm. sure, but like, uh, fine, yeah, whatever. Magomed Ankalaev, would he want to fight Magomed Ankalaev? I don't know. That's a really tough fight. And then Yuri Prohaska's injured or fighting Jamal Hill next anyway. And Johnny Walker mm. has got a loss to Jamal Hill. He ain't fighting Jamal Hill anytime soon mm. for that belt. So why not go, oh, hang on a minute. I can fight someone that's newly coming up to the division, but is arguably a bigger name than all the fighters I just mentioned. Except for probably Yuri Prohaska. Like, mm. Pereira is a much bigger name and will draw more eyeballs than Rakic. Pfft, you could maybe make arguments for Blahovic, but I think maybe he is bigger because of the trilogies with Izzy. Well, not trilogy, sorry, the two fights with Izzy. Um, mm. And he's probably more favourable because Pereira has no ground game. Johnny Walker, I, I think, has got a decent jiu-jitsu game. I don't think he's getting any takedowns or anything. He's more of a striker. Uh, obviously, but I, I think that could be an interesting fight for, for Johnny, and it's a massive name, a huge name. Is Blahovic penciled in for a fight? Um, I don't think he is, let me see. But, I mean, there was rumours about him rematching Ankalaev because of what happened. Uh, oh, that's a fight no one wants to see. <laughs> I know. So maybe the UFC have reluctant to do it. Uh, he is not booked for anything. And I'm assuming Ankalaev is not booked for anything mm. either. No, he's not booked for anything. Um, I don't know if Rakic, is he still injured? I think he's still injured. Uh, I'll have to look this up now. Um, Rakic is, I, 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 yeah, there's nothing for Rakic either because I, I don't know if he's still injured, or, but he's not got a fight booked since his leg injury to Blahovic back in uh, uh, this time last year. Um we're talking shoulda, coulda, wouldas with, with Pereira because only last week, you know, um, he was saying that he wants to, to fight easy again. So maybe he's not going up. Um, well, Dana we, keeps we, saying we he know. is going up. Like, let's think, I, I, think, yeah. I think I'd like to see the trilogy with Izzy. I think mm-hmm. um, Pereira wants the trilogy with Izzy. I don't think Izzy's bothered about it. I think he thinks, nah, I've done you. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving on to Drickus or whatever if he gets past 
Whitaker. Yeah. Um, mm. Which he won't. Which I don't think he would. Uh, but uh, so I think Izzy needs a fight. So I think the trilogy makes perfect sense, to be honest. But mm. Dana White keeps saying no. Pereira will be moving up to 205. So if Dana keeps saying that, then what do you do? Uh, it's a, that's yeah. what he's saying. So, well, I guess, I you know, sense. we need to see what, you know, I just wish Yuri would hurry up and heal up and uh, yeah. and be fight fit because, you know, that that's, you know, there's, there's so many exciting fights oh, to, 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 to watch him in. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I hope Ratch- uh, Rackage comes back soon as yes. well. Love watching him fight. But, okay. Can we talk about the future? Because the future's uh, here, baby. Oh man. man! Big fuck off statement was made last night. It really was. It really, really was. He looked phenomenal. Yep. He looked huge. Uh, just an absolute. He's he's striking ridiculous. Like everything's on point. He he just looked great. Hey, do you know what? And I know that. You know, we've been lucky to have, you know, met him and, and, and had him on the show a few times. The level of calm about Ian Gary, when you just see people that are just loving it, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a front and that's how he calms himself, that's how he deals with, you know, keeping the adrenaline in place and, and, and not getting, you know, too caught up in, in the enormity of what he's, you know, the the, the, the stadiums and whatever. Mate, he looked so calm, so happy, just looked like he was born to be in that octagon. And, yeah, I mean, head kick. Oh, phenomenal. And he just looks so strong. And, you know, Rodriguez is no joke. And he, I thought, I don't know what you made of this, I thought Daniel Rodriguez looked really, and I don't want to use the word scared, when he was having, um, when Buffer was was introducing him, he looked like, oh, what what am I doing here? Like he looked like, I did not think he looked comfortable. I thought he looked, it just looked like he's he's head burning it, and I and know. I think I don't know, maybe I, because all of the stuff leading up to it, you know, the way that uh, Ian Gary carries himself, you know, he's. Always like you know the first when they when he walks past him he's like hey hey how you doing man mm. and like and I don't know if that their mind games work because he was just so happy to see that I was sitting Did there you, when, the you know watching stuff? his way in and that like yeah the pizza thing was great <laughs> if you haven't seen it like Ian Gary it's just like it's like the night bef- of the big weight cuts so or the weigh ins are in the morning so Ian Gary just like takes a pizza to Rodriguez's door knocks on the door and leaves it there. <laughs> Is so someone from his team comes outside and is like, "What? What's this going on with this pizza? Who's left this here or whatever?" But then he ends up taking it into room. That must have been torture for Rodriguez, just smelling a lovely pizza on his weight cut night. You're like, "Oh, give me a break!" Oh, brilliant! I mean, great call out. Um, I mean, ambitious call out. You know, we've like Ian Gary. You know, we've always said. We know that Neil Magny's the gatekeeper to the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, as soon as he made that call, I thought that's a great shot. I think that could happen. I think he could jump straight to that because that twelve and zero, the the st- you know the, the the star quality of Ian Gary. I think Dana loves him. Uh, I think he could. He could push through. I, I personally would like to see him have another fight before Neil Magny um, uh, to fight someone in that in that top 15 because I do think he's a future champ. I really do. I, I think he's, he's fight IQ. He's phenomenal. I love his counter-strikes. Um, and I think, do we want to rush him too much? I don't know. But... Uh, I'd like to see him one more fight, then then get a, you know, a, 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 a someone on the peripheries of the of the top ten. Where do you stand on it? Um, so I've just been looking up a couple of things, and there's some some problems with the call out, and I'll give you that in a second. Firstly, on the performance, I just wanted to add because you you've nailed it. But what I wanted to add was it was such a well planned out like game plan. 
Uh, and I mm-hmm. don't know... It, Ian Gary seems to be slightly nomadic, and I think they mentioned this on the commentary, where he's obviously at Stam- is it Samford MMA over in mm-hmm. Florida, but he seems to spend time at different places and team renegade is one of the places he's been at spending some time there and picking up stuff i don't know if i misheard this on the commentary because again i was sort of on the poker and everything but um was it they say he trained over in new zealand no he's he's um he's going to brazil or something in the next couple of weeks he's got plans to do it then then he's gonna go to city and train with Izzy. All right, well, that's absolutely fantastic. And I've always thought to myself, fighters don't do that enough. Why don't fighters do that enough? Just like, just go from camp to camp and learn and learn and learn. I don't know if if there's something to do with people being like, we don't want you here because you're going to just take notes on all our shit and then go elsewhere. So maybe there's an etiquette thing or maybe it's like people won't trust you because you've gone to too many gyms. I don't know. But I've always thought to myself, Ooh, go to Dagestan, learn some wrestling. Go to New Zealand, learn some kickboxing. Go to Brazil, mm. learn some jiu-jitsu. I don't know. It just always made sense to me to do it like that. And that seems to be what he's doing, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so good on him for that. But whether it be the time spent at Team Renegade or something else, I don't know. But what was amazing about this to me was how he sowed the seed early for that head kick. Because he threw... Three or four uh, right leg, like kind of body kicks, body kicks to 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 lower Rodriguez's hands, and that's when he came up high. He sort of came up high a little bit earlier and sort of missed it. His toes kind of flicked at his face a little bit. I don't know if he sort of turned it into a front kick or what, or if it was just like a missed kick. So I don't know if he was like, oh shit, like that's like I've, maybe he thought maybe he'd given the game away there or what. I don't know, but he still obviously went for it after that, and it landed so flush because Rodriguez brought his hands down because he'd sowed that seed early on with the three or four good body kicks early on. And I think he apparently called it. I didn't see this, but someone else, uh, I think put on like Twitter or something like that, that like he called the, the right high kick early on in the, in the fight week. He said, that's going to be the one. And it was mm. so amazing stuff from me and Gary in the fight, the game plan, calling it all that stuff. And then the call out as well. Sounds great. That's problematic. Why? Because um, Neil Magny is booked to fight Philip Rowe in June. He's booked to fight okay. Philip Rowe uh, on another ABC card, actually, uh, on the 24th of June. So if Magny loses, then that doesn't have much weight because Magny could... Yeah. Well, would definitely drop down the rankings, if not out of the rankings. I don't think he would drop out of the rankings, but I think he'd drop down the rankings. So that doesn't hold as much weight. Um, so, yeah. And, and Philip Rowe is not someone I know a huge amount about, but he is on a three-fight UFC win streak, I believe. Uh, lost a lot of grappling matches recently, but he's uh, he's on a three-fight UFC win streak. Last, fight, last win was Nico Price as well. Nico Price is no joke. Fun fighter, um, and he came through the contender series, so that's an interesting one. Um, Neil Magny versus Philip Rowe, we'll see what happens there. If Neil Magny wins again, Neil Magny's taking on an unranked guy. Should Neil not get to fight ahead of him in the rankings? Why should he have to fight the 15th ranked guy? So, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting one to see what they'll do with, with Neil, with uh, with Ian. Um, but it's, it's, in theory, it was a good call out, but I don't know if he maybe didn't know that Neil had a fight booked because I think that changes things. And I think maybe you should be, it's always better to maybe call out people when they haven't got a fight booked or especially when you've won in the first round then you could like turn things around pretty quickly. Um, or you go, oh, I want the winner of fight X or whatever it is because then yeah. you know you want that guy. So... So I don't know. It's an interesting one. But if Neil Magny loses, then I feel like that maybe counts as a bit of a wasted call out. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and I'm see. I've not seen Kiesa fight for a while. I don't know if Kiesa's got anything lined up. F- like, where's he ranked? I feel He's like got to be. He does, but let's let's check. This is nice and uh, boring for everyone listening while we're just checking tapology. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No, no. Kiss is ranked twelfth, and he's he, he was supposed to fight Li Jingliang last month, and that fight got mm. cancelled, I believe, because Li Jingliang was injured, not because mm, it Kiesa. was the case. Yeah, so, so I mean that's a, I mean that's a, a very different fight. So um, Kiesa might but, be like, I want a fight. So maybe that makes sense. But then Kiesa's one of these guys that, well, to be fair, Kiesa's on a two-fight losing streak. I don't think he can be picky. I think he's mm. he's got to take whoever the UFC give him. So I think Kiesa's actually yeah. a better call out than uh than Neil Solid Magny. Solid grand game, but we've not seen much of um uh Ian Gary's grand game in the UFC. No. Um but we know it's but when decent. he beat Jack Grant yeah. when he you know, to to win the Cage Warriors strap and, and Jack Grant's high level BJJ, isn't he? Yes. And uh and and Ian Gary was more than comfortable down there. And, uh, and, yes. and just spent the entirety of the fight just having a chat to him as he was uh, ragdolling each other around. Yeah, I think Kiesa could be a good fight. Um, at some point, if he makes his way into that top 10, I'd like to see Ian Gary Wonderboy. I think that will be a lovely little bit of stand-up. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be a wonderful a wonderful fight. And I think the build up to that would be like really wholesome and lovely. <laughs> It'd be really yeah. nice. I think they, they could both just be playing. Driving each other to their gyms. Yeah. Driving each other to the gyms <laughs> and then playing a little joke on each other. Oh, wonder boy. Oh, Ian. Um, yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy that. I think wonder boys booked to fight, uh, Michelle Pereira, which is a fight I've wanted to see for a long time. I don't know when that's yeah. for, but Jesus, that yeah. is a really fun, fun fight. Uh, Michelle big Pereira. fight for Pereira as well huge That's fight a for big Pereira jump up for him. yeah and he deserves it as oh, well I think he's not been very active lately but he, he put together a decent win streak and you know it's, and yeah. he's really exciting fighter Pereira so yeah for I was sure say, Pereira and the words not very active uh, you never really hear them in the same <laughs> sentence <laughs> like um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah so that'd be a good one but ultimately congratulations Ian Gary I mean, he's really announcing himself on the world stage now because he had a few kind of like decision wins or whatever it was. And then even the last fight, I think, yes, he got the finish and it was a really good finish, but he took that shot and was rocked. Um, yeah. And it was a fight that I think he was very much expected to win. And because he got rocked mm. in it, people were a bit like, and I think I maybe was one of them, was a bit like, well, I don't know how the UFC are going to see that because he got rocked in a fight that maybe he was very highly expected to win. This is a different kettle of fish. This is, well, you're supposed to be the future. D-Rod is a very, very tough guy. If you beat this guy, then we know you're the real deal. And if he got a decision when we'd have been like, that's a good performance from Ian. So to head kick him and then finish him in the first round, that is, I think, truly special. And to say that we're really seeing a a big evolution in Ian Gary from that, that guy that we watched win the cage warriors strap has come on bundles in the UFC looked great. And just, yeah, I I think he's he's really special and he's, who knows, who knows where the the ceiling is for, for Ian Gary. We'll, we'll wait and see. I love it. And I I agree with you on that nomadic kind of uh, approach to, 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 to to gyms and stuff. Obviously, you know, he's, he's, Rolling with Gilbert and and yeah. striking with the best of them uh, currently at the moment, but seen footage of him um, training with with Liam Harrison, you know. Yes. So he's, yeah. he's you know he's he's striking's going to be you know just coming on leaps and bounds and and just training with all of these people. And, you know, say wanting to go over and and, and train at City. I mean that's be yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Like the experience you're going to get there, um, and then obviously going over to Brazil and and to work on your 
you, you know, your grand game. I, I, I think we're going to see a really fantastic, well-rounded um, fighter in Ian Gary. And I think, yeah, I think the uh, the ceiling's high, mate. I really do. Yep. Right. Well, look, I'm just sort of looking down the card. And there's, I don't know which fights you want to talk about. Because I don't necessarily want to sort of rattle through the, the, the whole of the card. But I know there's definitely one fight I do want to talk about. Um, but and, and that's Matt Brown and Court McGee. Um, I, I thought, you know, you're looking at two proper, you know, legends really of of, of MMA, and uh, you know, Court McGee's stories are, uh, you know, a real fascinating story of hardship and and turning his life around. Matt Brown, I mean, 24 and 19, I mean, absolute killer. I think now he's joint. At the top for the most knockouts with Derek Lewis, um, yeah, with with uh, yeah with the Beast, and you know he he was in there last night saying, "Look, give me another fight. I want that record." And uh, and what a great way to, to to top the prelims, you know, Matt Brown versus Court McGee, and again, you just round one like literally bomb like right hook, and you just forget like. You know, Matt Brown is no fucking joke. Yeah. Like, you know, he hits like a truck. Is he 42? Am I right? I don't know, man. I'd have to look that up. Like, um, yeah, I'm not... old Matt Brown. Like, but, uh, yeah, he, he looked absolutely... Dev- he's 42. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just looked phenomenal. Um, Jesus. 42? I mean, mixed, mixed, Jesus. Yeah, I know, man. Like, mixed... You know, record of late. You know, he's got the win. Just recently lost to uh, Barbarina. Got the win over uh, Lima, but prior to that, lost to Condit, Biaza. Um, yeah, and it, you know, but I'm just, I don't know what's next for him. You know, he's he's fought everyone: Maya, Cerrone, Sanchez. You know, Wonderboy, Johnny Hendricks, Robbie, Robbie Lawler. Like, you know, you just look. Dan, oh Dan Hardy, fight got cancelled. Never fought Dan Hardy, um, but yeah, what Wonder Boy, like, unbelievable, like Douglas Rory, Lima, like, Rory never, yeah, just a- absolute. Did he fight Rumble? Oh, no. I'm just looking through his uh, no. his stuff now. I mean, there was a spell between uh, 2012 and 2014. Where he went on like a seven fight win streak. One yeah. of them was Wonder Boy Thompson, I can see here. And then he got yeah. to, I'm assuming it was, I don't know. Um, Robbie Lord. Yeah, Robbie Lord. It must have been like a number one contender fight or something like that, maybe against Robbie. And yeah. then he lost that fight. And then, uh, yeah. And then he's lost a bunch, won a couple, lost. Yeah. As I say, really mixed bag is his career. But uh, never boring, never, never boring, never boring. Very exciting. I'll tell you the other crazy statistic I think about last night's fight between him and Court McGee is you had two men in the octagon that have technically been dead. Like they like because Matt Brown is uh, he's obviously known as the immortal, isn't he? Because he was revived. Yeah. He was dead. And I think I think I'm right in saying this. Court McGee, I think, overdosed. I think he was heavily into drugs at one point uh, in his younger life. And, it was, yeah. and, uh, and I think he was technically dead and, and revived from an overdose. So you had two men in the octagon that had both technically been dead at one point. That's mental, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that, that's that's pretty pretty. Crazy. I don't even know what right, I so... don't know what to say about it, but I just think that's that was worth mentioning. But well, I, I suppose maybe it's worth mentioning in a sense that like. These two people could have like that's as low as you can get, isn't it? You 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 are literally dead, literally dead yeah. for like a, a couple <laughs> of minutes. Don't get any lower than that, does it? You literally been yeah. dead, and then you've pulled your life back around to the point where you are in the UFC. I'd like to say living elite, your dream, elite, elite level, level athlete. athletes. Um. And you're there with, you know, millions of people watching you worldwide, earning paychecks, doing a sport that you love to do from the lowest point. Uh, I don't want to get too kind of earnest or serious on this show. It's not normally what we do. But if you are someone that's like in a really low point in your life, 
I mean, looking at people like Court McGee and Matt Brown and going, look at where they've dragged their life from to where they are now. That's an incredible bit of inspiration, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but I just can't ever get beyond a weigh-in where Matt Brown, I think his missus must have said, will you just put a suit on, right? And he put a suit on, right? Some people can't pull off a suit. Matt Brown is not meant to wear a suit. He looked like, no, when you see them, like, I didn't them kids see trying this. to get in a night. Oh, it's, it's mental. Like, no, when you think, like, someone's never worn a suit and don't even know how to do a tie. And uh, it looked like when you see them kids that, like, still wear their school trousers to try and get into their first nightclub. He looked bananas. It was just like, why is Matt Brown wearing a suit? Like, obviously, at the round of time, there was loads of fighters looking, like, all wanted to jump on the Connor thing and all wanted to look really yeah, slick yeah. and cool. Matt Brown just looked like he'd literally just bought, right, I need to just pop down to Moss Bros and, <laughs> uh, and get myself <laughs> a quick suit. It looked fucking brilliant. And I remember just thinking, oh, Matt Brown, just wear your shorts and your sliders, man. It's more you. Don't, don't do the suit thing. Uh, uh, I can't ever see Matt Brown now without thinking of him just looking so weird <laughs> in his really bad suit. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I mean, I, there's not much else that I'd like to. I mean, shout out to Carlos Olberg because he got that great finish in the first round, that check hook. That When I first saw it, I was like, what's happened there? Has the guy just kind it of... It looked like it thought, didn't really. It just fell into the fence. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but, but obviously when the replay you showed, he caught him like behind the ear. Like a really good kind of left hook uh, as he was avoiding. And that was a fight that he decided to call, wasn't it? And just go, no, we're done. Yeah, I, that, again, that was I was watching the poker, so I didn't, I was playing poker, yeah. so I, I didn't quite see this, but what was it? Did he, did he just <laughs> he run, walk him. away? Because he did and go down for some ground and pound. Like, and, uh, and then, like, I think he just sort of just walked off, and the ref was like, oh, I'm about to jump in and stop this now. And it was quite weird. He was just like, nah, he's done. And, like, and and he was done, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was quite a strange way to just go. Ah, eh, no, I think oh, look, I've got it. Don't worry, step back, ref. I've, I've uh, I'll make the call. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a solid win. Just trying to have a little look through the. Oh, I'll tell you one of the fights that um, what? I thought was uh, quite interesting. Oh, my bloody computer seized. Hang on, let's have a. I was I was about to say you've uh, just started to go super glitchy and we're towards the end of this episode anyway so maybe that is a, oh, a time no. to call it a day well there's one more it's only because i'm trying go to on. Um, oh no i can't even find the bloody card now oh it's all gone wrong isn't it um it was uh one here we go let me just pull it up because it was quite an interesting one and uh let me just pull this up Come on, computer. God, literally got a Betamax laptop. That's while Stu's doing this, all I want to say is we have got a very brilliant oh. interview coming your way, hopefully very, very soon. Maybe it'll be our next yeah. episode. I'm not going to ruin it by yeah. telling you who it is. You'll see that on like Instagram, Twitter, whatever. But we have got a phenomenal guest, and I don't use that word lightly, an absolutely phenomenal guest coming up, coming your way probably next week. And hopefully you might see a little bit of improvement in our uh, uh, kind of YouTube-y, um, you know, video quality and all that yeah. kind of stuff as well. Fingers crossed because we were, we're trying something a little bit different. But we've got an absolutely phenomenal guest on the show. And we're actually trying to do a few things coming up to make the quality of like the the way we're editing this better and the um uh just the the video quality itself the video quality itself's not going to change much for the next interview but the editing of it will and hopefully we're going to kind of you're going to see improvements on this so so stick with us things are only going to get better we've got phenomenal guest for you next week so please uh, hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet and you're watching this on YouTube or uh you know give us a, a five stars or a comment or a like or whatever these things are because I never know what these things are meant to be. But, um, yeah, do all that for us because you've got some really great stuff coming your way and we're really trying to improve the quality overall of, of all of this stuff coming your way very, very soon. But, Stu, have you found what you wanted to see? Yes. 
yes. Uh, apologies for that. My computer's been very, very slack. Uh, it was the Mandy Bohm versus uh, Ji Yong Kim. Did you watch this? This was, um, I think, the first it. fight on. And so at the, at the weigh-ins, uh, Ji Yong Kim like went straight into Mandy's face and like and and was giving it like really giving it. And uh, she trains under. Um, uh, uh, Joe, John yeah, Wood. Jojo, um, yeah, Jojo Woods, yeah, husband, John Wood, yeah, and uh, and and it just went like the first the first round was was fantastic, and and then I think it was in the th- was it in the third round there was an illegal knee, yeah. and it wasn't it it, it wasn't intentional. But before it was, that, it was just called- so before that, she had a point taken off her at the end of the second round because after yeah. the bell, she sort of kicked her off of her. Yeah, and it took the ref ages right. to do it, but he then took a point off of her for that. Which, yeah, I don't know. I, it didn't seem like she kicked her, like tried to probably hurt. It seemed more like yeah, uh, Bond was like on her, and she was getting her off of her, like a more petulant yeah. thing. So yeah, I don't know. That seemed a bit harsh to take a point. But anyway, go back to the the illegal knee. Yeah, and it was it was deemed unintentional, and uh, and so. There was lots of confusion, and it and it seemed to go on for quite a while. And uh, you know, you could see sort of buffer and the, the officials and that all sort of looking over as to was it going to go to the scorecard or was it because you know, or if it was intentional, mm-hmm. you know, would uh, would Bone get the, the 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 win instantly? Uh, and and it's so strange because she, it's weird because as fans, you don't want to see a fight stopped like that. Um, but she's got every right to go. No, my vision's blurred. Mm. You know that hurt, and uh, I'm not. It's weird. Sometimes you think, are they playing the game? Mm. Are they just going? Well, look, here's the win, yeah. and like, but you don't know, and you have to wear on the side of safety and presume that yeah. she was injured, uh, and and like I say, she was hit with an illegal strike, uh, and 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 so yeah, ultimately it did. Um, get called as uh, uh, unintentional, and so it went to the scorecards, and and I guess that that point deduction in the second round probably cost her the fight, and uh, and obviously it was um, that the, the fight was handed to Mandy Bone, but yeah, I, uh, I I was really disappointed that fight ended that way because it was it was a really exciting fight, and yeah, just uh, yeah. ended in just. Yeah. I think as soon as you throw that illegal knee, that's it then. Like, and especially because yeah. there'd been a point taken already for something else that even though I don't agree the point necessarily should have been taken at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I think you've thrown a legal knee, man. It's, you can't, can't do that. It's so dangerous. Um, in terms of whether Bomb was playing the game or not, obviously none of us really know. Angela Hill, I think I did see put out some kind of tweet being like, yeah, she's saying she can't see because she's like, I don't want to fight anymore. I just want to. Yeah. Stop this now. Yeah, oh, really? And, uh, I don't want to disagree with Angela Hill. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave that out there. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, but who knows? Uh, it's very easy for us as just fans of the sport to criticize and say, oh, they don't want none of it and all that kind of stuff. Like, we don't know. Yeah. And we don't know what it's like. Yeah. Um, probably uh, not very nice getting needy in the Nah, air. it's probably not, especially when you're not expecting it. It's like, oh, that's an illegal one. I don't mind the legal ones, but not an illegal one. Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, yeah. And also, just before we wrap things up, um, you know, Blake mentioned subscribing so you don't miss uh, our upcoming episode. We've, we've an absolute superstar. We have been so lucky. And um, we've also mentioned uh, Angela Hill there, who's got a fight coming up uh, maybe next week or the week after she's been pushed to a main event yeah she was supposed to be just like on a card and now she's been pushed to a main event against Mackenzie Dern yeah go check out her episode with Angela Hill she's fantastic you know that anyway but um, go and listen to her full story because we do a complete career spanning interview with with, with Angela Hill and that was that come out about a year ago and and like you say if you're new to this podcast then we've We've had some absolutely amazing guests, and and sometimes people like Ian Gary have been on twice. Um, if you want to know their kind of sort of full story of how they sort of got into martial arts, their mindset, their their kind of habits in the green room before they go out, to, sorry, in the in the back room before they go out to the octagon and fight, and what goes through their mind when they're making that ring, well, we we kind of do a real deep dive into that, and we talk about weight cut and all sorts of bits and pieces that give you a real insight and and peek behind the curtain to 
to what makes them the, the you know the the people they are. And uh, so always go and check the first episode um with the the chosen guest because that's where you get that and then if they've come back on a lot of the time it's come back that they've come back on to talk about an upcoming fire and and we always chat other stuff as well um but if you want the big long form career interviews always pick the first one with a guest and there is some amazing guests there you know we've mentioned Ian Gary and, and you know on the sort of the, the the British fighters we've had Paddy on we've had Molly on we've had Tom Aspinall on and uh, the, the list goes on and uh, all we'd suggest is subscribe because A you can go and listen to any of them episodes um, for free wherever you get your podcasts also if you like to watch your podcast, head over to YouTube. And also, Blake mentioned as well, we're doing a bit of extra work now. We've got some people on board doing some really clever stuff with um, the editing and that. So hopefully your visual experience is going to be improved as well. And so don't miss out anything. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And yeah, It's still our ugly faces, coming though. Your way. But it's, the visual experience is not going to change that much. It's, it's still our terribly ugly oh. faces. Like You're going to have to put up with that. If anything... Eventually, yeah. you're going to be seeing our ugliness in better quality. So, if anything, we should apologise for that. That's that's yeah. coming your way. S- sincere apologies, sincere guys. Apologies Sorry, for that. I didn't. I, I just got carried uh, away with the whole thing and didn't really actually realize didn't think it, it through, mate. Of... Did not think it through. No. Um, Sorry, guys. I'm just flicking through some cards as well, and you know, we mentioned the uh, Neil Magny uh, Philip Rowe fight that's coming up on June 24th. Yeah. That is another tasty UK prime time. Uh, even though it's from Ooh. Jacksonville, Florida, it's a uh, 8 p.m. main card start, I think. And uh, you've got rattle off some stuff. Who's on there? Well, I mean, look, it's not stacked or anything like that, but uh, we've got um, Phil Rowe versus Neil Magny, David Onama versus Gabriel Santos. They probably don't necessarily know those guys, but Onama's a guy uh, that who did he come in? He fought. Um, Mason Jones on short notice, I think, and put on a really good show. And Gabriel Santos, I believe, is the guy that fought um, uh, Lerone Murphy in London. And he put on a very good show as well. So I'm expecting that fight to be an absolute cracker. Low-key, really good fight. Randy Brown, who I'm a big fan of. I love his style. Brendan Allen, who got that amazing win against... Oh, why has his name gone out of my head? Uh, Andre Muniz on middleweight recently, which no one was expecting. Brendan Allen ranked middleweight. He's on that card as well against Bruno Silva, who's been doing bits and looking really good lately. Uh, Amanda Hebas, Macy Barber in a, a ranked uh, flyweight fight. And then top of the bill, this is the one, Josh Emmett, Ilya Taporia. Watching that at like 10 o'clock, and I'll be buzzing for that. That'll be a crack if I... Heavy hands will be flying, Absolutely. Mate. I mean, maybe we should uh, try and watch that one together, Stu. We should try and do something. I don't know. I don't know what we can do. We try. Why? Did you say why? <laughs> why? I don't want to watch it with you, mate. Why? Why would we do that? Oh, no, yeah, so... No, Stu, what, do that, what a stupid mate. idea of me. Why should we possibly, like, watch a, sh- a UFC fight together? Didn't want to anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I didn't... No, when I said, like, watch it together, I meant, like, like together at the same time, but obviously in our, our oh, separate right, houses okay. in separate places yeah. and, and in no way speaking right, or having okay. a good time together at all. Um, so, yeah. Let's do that. Now, It'll be good fun. Now that I've been publicly fun. humiliated, let's, uh, <laughs> let's end this fucking show, shall we? Um, see you later. Later, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>